welcome, and anybody that's joining us for the video tonight, welcome to you too. We've got a special night, and I want to begin just by reading a short section to you. It says in Matthew 28, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power, verse number 18, Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And would you read this last part out loud with me? And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Even to the end of the world. All right, that was great. And we have tonight, of course, the Davis family who are our representatives to do just that, to go to the ends of the world, to preach the gospel, to see people come to know Christ, baptized, and taught to follow the Lord. So we're super excited to have Tim, Annie, and the girls, and we're going to get to see their video, talk with them a little bit tonight. But uh, the first thing we're going to do is ask God to bless our service, and then we're going to sing about how God saves our souls. Are you glad that you're saved tonight? Amen. Amen. Let's pray together, and then you can stand and be ready to sing out right from the beginning. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you that you've called us out tonight. And as the snow begins to fall outside, we're just thankful, Lord, that we're reminded that, uh, like the snow, our sins can be washed white. Though our sins are like crimson, they'll be as white as snow. We thank you for the salvation, the cleansing of our souls. I pray that you'd bless the service tonight. We thank you for the good food and the good fellowship that we've already had. Lord, please meet with us in a special way tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Just you. All right, well, Adam, can I have that mic for Brother Tim? Brother Tim, just uh, quickly introduce yourself and your family to everybody, then we'll play your video, and then we'll have you all come on up. All right, uh, so my, my, my name is Tim Davis, and uh, we have uh, my family here. Actually, I won't take uh, uh, time to introduce them all because we do that on the video, um, but um, anyway, we've... Uh, uh, we just come back, uh, came back from uh, Myanmar, Burma, uh, over there in uh, Southeast Asia, <clears throat> and uh, uh, we're working with Brother Bob DeWitt and Golden Land Baptist Missions. Uh, so, uh, and that we've we've uh, um, this is our first time back in four years. We moved over there uh, four years ago, uh, this past November, and uh, we've been um, <clears throat> we've been able to learn the language, and we're working with uh, a national pastor there uh, that you'll meet on the video. And uh, God's really been doing uh, um, uh, some great things over there. And uh, so we'll just, we'll just play the video. So, so really quick, how many of the boys and girls remember when the Davises were here? Because they did our junior church. How many remember that? All right. And they never forget that you taught them how to say, and I'm probably going to say it wrong, okay. you, how to say Myanmar properly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can teach you some. Uh, so the, the, the name of the country is called Myanmar. No, um, most people know it as Burma. All right, but uh, the folks who live there call it Myanmar, and uh, there, there's an R on the end of that. Just pretend you're from Boston, and uh, <laughs> all right. And go. so it's like me and my. I have a mother. All right, <laughs> everybody has a mother, and uh, I have a mother. I call my mother Ma. All right, and so me and Ma went went to Paktaka, and uh, and uh, and actually the Burmese word for car is ka. It's it's the same. Uh, so, uh, so do you think they've been sufficiently trained to try it? Yes. I all right, ready? So. One, right. two, three. Myanmar. Myanmar. All right. I think they got it. And, uh, 
and, and uh, it's not Myanmar, all right? That just drives me crazy every time I hear it. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, and actually uh, saying hello is Mingalaba, is, is uh, how you say hello. And, uh, but, uh, and we, we've got some, uh, 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 you'll get to hear some of the language awesome. uh, up, uh, on the video. And we got subtitles so everybody can, uh, everybody can understand what's so going on. So what I want everybody to do is we're going to have, one of the th the, my favorite things to do when the missionaries come is do this kind of interview style. Because I've discovered that sometimes we have missionaries come and they give a presentation and then the pastors will have lunch or something with them after, and we get to hear all this cool stuff that we didn't hear about during the presentation. So we're hoping to share some of that, get the inside scoop and what's been going on in Myanmar. Myanmar. <laughs> Myanmar. Yes. Uh, not Myanmar. So I'd li like encourage you to do this. Get the piece of paper and a pen or your phone, and if you see something and you're like, Man, I just really would like to know this, write it down, because if you're like me, you'll forget. And you'll have an opportunity later to ask that. And we're going to have the whole family up here and uh, hear a little bit from them. So get ready to watch the video, and uh, we will we'll enjoy the rest of our time. All right, let's play the video. Hi, my name's Tim, and one of my favorite things about Myanmar is being able to live in a place that reminds me so much about the Bible. My name is Annie Davis, and one of my favorite things about Myanmar is the people. And not just the people, but the hospitality and the friendship that we have seen through the people here in the country. Everywhere we go, we meet friends, whether it be at church, the market, uh, going to the doctor, the hospital. Uh, anywhere we go, uh, we meet people, and these people have become friends. Many of them have come to church because of the friendships that we've been able to form with them. And that's just one thing that I really enjoy about Myanmar. My name is Mary Davis, and my favorite thing about Burma is the people here. I'm Jasmine, and my favorite part about Burma is that it's old-fashioned sometimes. I'm Sophia, and my favorite part about Burma, Burma is that there's sunflowers. My name is Ellen, and I like that sunflowers. My name is Elizabeth, and I... And I and the thing I love about Burma is church, which is the animal that church. We, we are, are the Davis family in Myanmar. Matthew four sixteen says the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. We are sent out of Grace Baptist Church of Troy, New York 
and working with Golden Land Baptist Missions to bring the light of the gospel to the people of Myanmar. In November of 2018, we said goodbye to our family and church. 40 hours, 16 bags, and four airplanes later, we arrived in Yangon, Myanmar's largest city. Then we just needed to take a seven-hour bus ride to our new home. We are members of Molomiang Baptist Church and are working alongside Pastor Peter Judson and his family. I am serving the Lord with uh, my family at uh, southern part of uh, Burma. And uh, we are serving here um, about uh, already been seven years already. Our church has four Sunday school classes. I teach the adult class. Annie teaches the children's class. And Pastor and Mrs. Judson teach the teen classes. We have uh, two men, their name is Winslow A and Ong Pyo Win, who have been serving as uh, song leaders. Uh, we have our boss, you know, God gave us. Because many people who come to church have to sit outside, we're looking to build a new church auditorium And every Saturday, uh, we have church-wide sewing. By God's grace, we published a new Burmese hymn book with 261 songs over half of which are newly translated. And our members got involved by assembling and hand sewing the bindings, and they now enjoy praising God with the work of their own hands. On February 1st, 2021, we awoke to find a military coup. Myanmar is back in the headlines because of scenes like these. The country is in turmoil after the military swept away the government the people voted for. Uh, we have uh, undergone uh, multiple uh, trials and uh, difficulties and uh, as we serve in the ministry. Uh, but God, um, God is, uh, has been with us and, uh, and through it all. Yeah. Across the river from Molomiang lies Balu Island with over 70 villages with, and no gospel witness. There are many other cities and villages within a two-hour drive who also need 
a good Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church. We look forward to what God will do when we get back to the field. As God calls men to preach, we will train them for the ministry, and with the Holy Spirit's guidance, start churches with them. We believe that uh, the best is still uh, yet to come for our Mormon Baptist Church. All right, there we go. I'm going to invite the Davises to come on up. And um, how many of you have already got something that you're, you've got a question about? Think about it. Maybe you've got something ready to go. Come on up, guys, and we'll get to... Mom and Dad said you just would love to answer questions and talk and stuff, but I don't know. Moms and Dads are good at, at uh, volunteering us for things sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's make sure we've got everybody straight. So it's, it is... Naomi in the middle, or right, who's Na Naomi, right? So Naomi and Jasmine, and then there's a Sophia. Are you Sophia? Okay, Sophia and Zoe. Zoe and Felicity. Awesome. Now, um, either Tim or Annie, you can tell us about this. Uh, you had this idea. We're looking at this picture right here, but you guys had an idea about family photos. Would you tell everybody about that? Yeah, so um, Myanmar has many different uh, people groups. They have about 300 different ethnic groups in 250 different languages. And uh, we thought it would be uh, neat. Every, every uh, Christmas time, we like to take family photo and send out Christmas cards and tell our family. And, that, and we thought it might be uh, a neat idea to, um, uh, to, uh, uh, to dress up as one of the ethnic groups, their traditional dress. So this here is Moan. Uh, this was our, our first year doing it. We live in Moan State. Our city is the capital of, of Moan State. There's 14 different um, uh, uh, states in Burma. And so ours is called um, Moan. And the, this is the Moan traditional dress, formal wear. They don't always wear it every day, but for um, they have a big uh, Moan National Day. It's their it's their uh, New Year. It's their um, to celebrate their their ethnicity and in, in that, and uh, so they'll wear it for that or or for other holidays, um, big holidays and that. So they don't go around every day wearing this kind of garb. Or no, right? no, no. So and actually, it's pretty. It, 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 that's pretty hot to wear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, Annie, tell us about this next one. We've got another one coming up. What's the next picture? So, which which group is this? This is the Bama Burmese. Burmese, which is the largest uh, ethnic group, which is the Burmese. And so don't tell everyone from Burma they're Burmese. You know, a lot of like Mexico, Mexican, China, Chinese, just because someone's from Burma, don't say Burmese. Because the Burmese is largely, that's where the military uh, is. Uh -huh. And so we did Bama. Is that why the name changed in the, what was it, the 80s? It changed from so, Burma to so Myanmar? all the ethnic groups. Right. Uh, okay. uh, country of many nations or many something? People. Yeah, yeah, many people. Cool. So what's the next one? We've got another one. All right. And this is the Cayenne, the Karen people. Uh, they're, they're mostly uh, farmers. And, that, and so actually we, um, uh, the, this photo was taken right, right outside, um, right behind our church building. Uh, we tried to and, match uh, each family picture with where uh those people live and what the uh oh, so the environment background is yeah we yeah. match the environment with the picture 
So they're farmers. Right. So these are, what are these fields? This, this is a rice field uh, behind, our, uh, behind our church. And uh, to some people actually thought it was, uh, yeah, some people thought we went to Karen State, but we didn't. It's just right behind our church. Brother Bob did so. worked in Karen, didn't he or no? Do I have that wrong? Karen people. Uh, works okay. with the Karen people. And there's Karen people throughout the whole country. Got it. Um, the top people that are the refugees of the country that are fleeing. And so they're the most persecuted. Um, what does that right look now. like, the persecution? How intense is it of them? Well, I really shouldn't say persecution. I would say that they're... They're largely Christian, and so because of that, they don't agree with the Burmese, and so the Burmese um, does flyovers, bombs their houses and villages. So just indiscriminate bombings. Yeah, yeah it's more of a political thing, right. but so they're also... Religious, but because they're Christian, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Right. You know, so it's what, convenient. about two weeks, three weeks before we left, our pastor, him and his wife are different ethnic, and so his wife is Karen, and so... Um, there was there was fighting going on and her family about 30 people from her family had to flee mm. they just called and said we're leaving we have to leave our house or we're gone wow and so a couple of family in the church uh, their house got you know is, was gone uh, because of the bombing and so but then they, they stayed at the church for like two weeks and then they went back and everything was fine Wow so but so they're the most, I don't know, persecuted, is that the right word? Well, or? No, but they've had, um, the, the Karen and the Burmese have, have been fighting each other for about 500 years. Um, and, uh, but they've been, um, they're, uh, <clears throat> they're one of the big, the big Christian groups there. And uh, they actually have uh, uh, stories and legends um, <clears throat> that they used to have a Bible, a book of God, they called it, and it got lost. Hmm. And, and, uh, and then they had um, some of the uh, elders of the tribe uh, would say, <clears throat> had a prophecy that one day a younger white brother, the Western culture is always younger to the Eastern hmm. culture. So a younger white brother would one day come back and bring the book of God. And, and uh, a little bit after Adnaram Judson, another um, missionary named Jonathan Wade from Hudson Falls, uh, New York, um, uh, translated the Bible into the uh, into one of the Quran languages. And this is the 1800s. So this is the about. 1800s. This right. is the 1830, 1820. As of now, I don't think there are any churches that we know of. Oh, I mean, independent. There's no foreign missionaries that are reaching them. Okay. But there's but there's a lot of Christians in, in in there. Right. You know. So. So did did somebody have a question? Did you have a question? Um, most of them, yes. Yeah, all Bur the government schools are all Burmese. So, so the, the largest group is the Burmese group. And if you're going to do business, any kind of business or school or, or anything, you have to know Burmese. So people who are not Burmese ethnically um, know their own tribal language, but then they also, most of them will learn Burmese too. So like we live in Moan State, we live in the capital of Moan State, but most of the Moan people that, I, um, th that we meet um, uh, some of them don't know Moan, they only know Burmese, and then others know both. Hmm. Um, so. All right, there's two more quick picks. Let's do these. And this is the... The latest one. The latest Kachin. one. Oh, did we Kachin. miss one? Was there one I missed? No, no, That's no, it. no, four. All right, here we go. So this is the Kachin group. Now, they're way up north uh, of us. Um, and uh, Tell, So, so did any of the girls, what's, what's the story with the hats? Do you know? Anybody know? Go ahead, give her the mic, because we need this for the... Tell us about, what is the deal with the hats? 
They're absolutely ridiculous. Okay. All right. So this was not your favorite uh, photo shoot. Did you have a favorite photo shoot? No, they're all nice. I like the, um, the jacket for this one. Oh, okay. She likes, uh, the shirt. Yeah. Nice. The all right. Very cool. All right. So um, I think one of the biggest things that has stood out um, in the video and what we knew and we were praying about was the war that broke out. So, Tim, how um, a lot of missionaries left. How did you make the decision or what was the decision like? Do we stay or do we go? So that was, um, <clears throat> in a way, it was kind of easy to, a little easy, a little hard, you know. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. Now, we always knew, uh, we, I um, kind of did my homework before we even left, uh, and, and I tried to find uh, everything I could find about Myanmar and Burma on the, on uh, our read books and history and, and all that and uh, videos on YouTube and, and all that. So I knew that from, actually from, uh, so in the mid-1800s, the, the British uh, fought three wars to take Burma, and it was part of the British Empire for a while. And when they did that, before that, they had kings and queens. And then when the British came over, um, they, they uh, made it a part of India and, <clears throat> and uh, was answerable to, to London. You know, and then uh, right after World War II, uh, uh, England gave uh, gave them their independence, and uh, but but um, they had taken the whole royal family and and uh, moved them to India. So there was they couldn't go back to kings and queens like they had before, because there was no royal family to go back to, and uh, and then there was a little bit of fighting uh, amongst themselves about what kind of government they were going to have. And then in 1962, about 12 years after that, or 14 years after they got their independence from, uh, from England, um, there was the, the main general at the time just took over the government and it had been a military dictatorship from 1962 until 2010. Hmm. And then uh, in 2010, um, they had their, or uh, they, um, they, they made a, uh, a constitutional republic, but they always the military always shared half the power, and actually the military general um, uh, wrote out the constitution uh, at the time and all that. And then, uh, so and they've had a uh, two elections since then, um, and uh, we always knew uh, and, and things were getting better for a while from 2010 up until we moved over in 2018. Things were really uh, seemed to be uh, really great. Um, the um, the military was kind of working with uh, their parliament uh, government there, and uh, and it was really easy for us to get a visa and to get in um, and to be able to work and uh, and go out sewing and and all that. Um, so, and then we woke up uh, uh, one morning, uh, actually February first, two thousand twenty-one, uh, and. Uh, just uh, not even two weeks after um, our own president was inaugurated, uh, the the military retook the government, and uh, we we kind of knew that could have that was always a possibility, and we always knew that was, um, but uh, you know we just kept um, kept our eye on the news and what was going on and what was going on within our city and that, and we didn't feel 
threatened. You know, our safety wasn't threatened. Uh, we were we were concerned if the if the uh, embassy, the American embassy, had pulled out. We would have been really concerned about that because um, we wouldn't be able to do you know renew uh, passport books and stuff like that. Our, our children had to. Uh, we had to renew uh, their books once. Um, so, and, and other things, you know, it would have been really hard. Also, all the banks uh, closed down. Uh, we were, um, we were even just, now, even now. are still shut down. ATMs aren't working. And that's the only way we would receive our money. You know, our support is through ATM. We'd go to ATM whenever we needed. And that shut down, right? No, and I didn't, it, it was limited. It was limited. And then about four months later, yeah, the, the ATM shut down. So what did you so. do in the meantime? What did you? For about several months, we couldn't do anything. <laughs> well, we found we, different ways. To get yeah, we, we, we they, found. They wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you all catch that? We found different down. ways to get they, cash. They, uh, eventually, Western Union opened back up in the country. Okay. So. Yeah. So. That's good stuff. So we've been using Western Union for a while, but the actual like. Um, you know, uh, I, I remember one uh, one night we put the girls to bed, and one of the girls, you know, was like, "Do we have to leave?" You know, mm. um, and uh, the embassy advised to pack suitcases. Right. So when they did that, we packed them. Uh, you know, we didn't know. So you didn't take any risks beyond what was recommended, as far as packing up and being prepared. Right. Well, we were. Yeah, we were prepared, and the thing was to stay in our house and to not travel unless we needed to. And so that's what we did for a bit. Hmm. I mean, we could go within our city. Our city was pretty fine. Uh, so the Mon state, the Mon uh, government joined forces with the Burmese. And so we have not really experienced fighting in our city. Okay. But about Karen state is about two hours and it's pretty rough there. Let's, um, let's shift a little bit. And uh, does it, first of all, before we go too long, Aaron's got, do, do you have a question? Does anybody have a question? that they want to interject. I've got more, so we can keep going. But if you had something, I want to give you a chance. Anybody at all? Don't be bashful. OK. This is your shot. Oh, Terry does. Terry, we're going to use the mic, if that's OK. Just what, what's your population? What's the population in Moan? Well, OK, so well, the population, the population of the country is somewhere between 55 and 60 million for the whole country. It's about the size of Texas. Um, our, our city. Uh, it, uh, uh, I don't know if you can go back to the, the first photo with the, with the map. Um, uh, so, so here the map, you have the map here, it looks like a kite. Uh, our city is a little bit down the tail from where the tail starts at the, at the north part. Um, and uh, we live in Molomiang. Molomiang has 400,000 uh, people in the city. A so 400,000 400, in, in, in the one city alone. Right? How many, so. how many gospel preaching churches are there? So as far, uh, well, as far as we can tell, our church is the only gospel preaching church in, in, in the whole city. Uh, there are two churches that Adoniram Judson started, um, but they're both, um, they've both gone uh, a lot far away. You know, it's work salvation and, uh, and that. So they've, um, they retain the name. So they retain even... the name. They, they, there's a plaque, and they have photos. You can go inside the church building, and they've got pictures of every pastor, and starting with Adoniram Judson, you know. And they even have, um, they even have a. Uh, 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 he also printed the the Burmese. Adoniram Judson translated the Bible into Burmese, 
and uh, Molomiang is, is the place where they printed the first 5,000 so, uh, Bibles. So there are some people that would claim the name Christian, but they believe in working their way to heaven. They believe in working their way to heaven. Some people, uh, you know, uh, uh, especially young people, I was born into a Christian family, so I must be Christian. Mm. And then, and, and, and that's the way it is for, um, for all the other religions. Uh, you know, so it's Buddhism. mainly Buddhist. It's mainly Our Buddhist. City is, there's the least amount of Christians. Wait, as far as other regions, uh, Karen State is all Christian. Our city, actually, our neighborhood is all Hindu and Muslim. Interesting. Are those immigrants or so, indigenous? Well, they were they, they were brought over. They, they, there were Indian Hindus and Indian Muslims, and they were brought over with the British as servants. And then um, the people who live there now were born all born. Uh, in, in, and raised in, in Myanmar. So, um, so they speak Burmese fluently and all that. Um, they're really dark, uh, you know, they're Indian folks and, uh, uh, and that. But there's, there's actually, uh, there's, so there's Buddhism. Uh, um, uh, there's also some uh, 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 tribal spirit worship and animism, uh, animal uh, worship. And then also uh, there's uh, so uh, there's Chinese Buddhists there. Um, there's also, um, which is a different, uh, 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 a different group of Buddhism. Then there's Hindus and Muslims. Uh, there's a, a, a really big, uh, we have actually a lot of the different, uh, we have Mon people, Burmese people, Karen, Kachin, uh, uh, a few Chin people. Um, there's a, so it is. A, a, there, actually, we have one Kaya. We have a Kaya family. Our our church has five or six different ethnic groups wow. in our in our church. Do they? Is there um, any hostility ever between those ethnic groups? And then how does that does it work out in the church? Is it or, or is that just not a thing? They've all they live together. They're no, they all live together. Actually, the, it's it's interesting. So our our neighborhood. Um, a couple people. You, well, we can tell who's Muslim and you know, mm. and, and who's not. But um, but one, uh, I remember one man. He told me I'm Muslim, but it's okay. Uh, and uh, and actually, our landlady, uh, her parents, or her family is is very well known in our neighborhood. And uh, and even amongst the uh, there's a there's an older uh, Muslim gentleman who was friends with my landlady's father when he was alive. And our landlady is Christian, um, uh, Assembly of God, I think. But uh, but she was excited to have. Oh, there's a missionary who wants yeah, to rent my house. Yeah, you know? And uh, and so she was really uh, uh, happy about that. I have one and, question. Uh, I wanted to. We're running out of time. Yeah. this is really good. We have a question back here, just so you know as well. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, so the Muslim guy said, "I'm Muslim, but I'm friends with the Christian, and we're and we're, <laughs> we're not hostile whatsoever." So they they knew, you know, being American. Um, we've heard <laughs> right. things about that, but it, it's a, it's different than like the Muslims it's in the Middle East. Not an extremist right. kind of environment. Right. What, who's got a question back here? Adam. Yep. All right, real quick. So, um, obviously, throughout history, normally where there's a militaristic takeover, they're not too fond of religion. Um, has that been an issue at all? It seems like from what you've said, it, it really hasn't. But do you foresee that being an issue at all? So. Um, well, it could be. Um, everybody who's in government, and especially in high high positions, they're all Buddhist. So they're very Buddhist, and actually some of the Buddhist monks, um, and they have certain Buddhist monks that are their advisors, you know. And, uh, and so some of them are very mi militant and don't want any, anything other than Buddhism in the country. 
Um, but it's, it's, it, it's not like China or other, um, you know, it's not like China or Cuba or even North Korea where all religion is tamped down. Um, our pastor told us, tell them you're a Christian American. And it, when we would go through checkpoints, we would travel to Yangon to renew our visa. And right now, right now, we just have to make sure they know we're not journalists. That's the biggest thing. Okay. You know, maybe a few years if this continues, it might change. We're just taking it as it goes mm. every year, basically living there. Um, and so we pass out tracks and they're like, oh, Christian, okay, okay, okay. You know, like, so that's right now, that's the reception we get. So, um, yeah, and, 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 and their major concern is anything that would threaten their, their rule. So if we're in, inciting a, a mob against the military I government. Run, I don't want anything politically. Not yeah, we stay out of politics. Um, we could we could take some notes on that in America, I think, <laughs> sometimes. So it might be wise. I've got um, a question. I want to try to get the girls involved a little bit. I saw in the video somebody who said that, that you have animals at church. Could you tell us what animals you have at church? What animals you got at church? They, they have horses and ducks and chickens. Horses, ducks. Horses and goats. Oh, and we chickens. got some more participants. Here we go. They have horses, a pig, ducks, chickens and goats, turkeys, guinea hens. Yes. So the, there's a. So do you ever have chores with the animals? Yes. Sometimes I ask to. For my friends to make chores for me. Oh, so what does, so why don't you tell me about your friends? What kind of, so if you are um, an 11 year old girl in Myanmar, what is, you wake up in the morning, what do you have to do? Maybe not you, but maybe your friends. Um, they, uh, first they wake up, then they do, uh, for uh, like, so about Christian ones, they would wake up and then they do devotions. After that, they would go out and um, feed the chickens and the and the, um, the guinea hens and the horses. They'd feed the animals and then they go and eat breakfast. And and, and you also have to um, you have to let out the goats. And they do school too. So after school, they you have lunch. You feed uh, the rest of the animals, and yeah. Now, are you girls learning the language too? Yes. Do you speak, do you speak it? Yes. How how far along? Um, small. Okay. Oh, some scripture. All right, cool. Gabao jin a kanji de a kange a kange de a sauna piatkin de kankin it may do go pens and damo eat. Gabao jin a kanji de a kange de. That's Genesis 1 1. Awesome. Very cool. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the That's wonderful. When the family's out and about town, many foreign countries, Burma is the official language. There's so much English. more um, our city when the coup hit when the coup hit a lot of the foreigners left in our city our city is not a very uh, foreign populated and so I'm not sure the exact number but prior to the coup maybe there was about 
10 or 15 other foreigners living, and then they all left. And so for about two years, uh, we were the only um, So when you're in, the town, in your town, out buying groceries, and how does that work for limited, you? Very limited English. Right. Mm. Very limited. Do you do a lot of pointing? <laughs> yeah. And the ones who know English are university students. Those are the ones who know English, and then they want to practice on you. So any, anyone who follows your uh, Facebook profile, especially Annie, it looks like you guys are just having a blast over there. Too much fun for a missionary. I'm just, I, that's a joke. But seriously, though. to make it fun, because listen, I mean, this world's crazy right now, right? right? No matter where you are. I think America has experienced that the last three-ish years. Sure. And so, you know, I mean, yeah, I like electricity. And then when I don't get electricity, <laughs> it's kind of annoying, right? So, I don't know. And, and listen, in the world of Facebook, I mean, who wants to sit here and go on Facebook and, like, get annoyed? So I just make it fun. And do you homeschool? I do. We use a Becca video. The last uh, two years has been a little hard because our electricity has been really bad. A couple months back, we only had electricity for about one hour a day. Uh, now it's a little better. You know, mm. it still goes off. But. What, what has been one of the hardest adjustments? I know you've got a super positive attitude. But it is good for us to know how to pray for our missionaries. So I think it changes. You know, at first, the language was really hard. Well, first off, the heat. It took us a while to adjust to the heat. We went from, like, negative 20 to there, you know, during the day. In the winter there, it's 90, 95 degrees during the day. That's winter, wow. you know. It, it gets to 65 at night for maybe about a month, and that's winter. And, mm. and right now, when it hits 80 over there, we're pulling off sweaters. You know, so that was a little bit, the language was a little hard um, because, you know, you can't, when you go to the market, I don't know the names of these vegetables. It's a little, the vegetables are different. It's a cooking. So when I finally found someone who knew, I found a university uh, student, she knew a little bit of English. And so she came to the house and the purpose was to learn the language. And then we just became really good friends. She's actually the one who helps me decorate all my cakes. <laughs> I do a lot of that. And so it's just kind of, she knew English and then she taught me about the way of life and uh, culture and food. We went to the market together and that changed me a lot because then I was able to be more comfortable with what I had. And so that helped. Um, my grandmother passed away uh, last August and that was hard, you know. So I guess it, it, it changed in the season, you right. know, whereas what was hard. You know, they, didn't, they adjusted really well, you know, the girls did. Um, but I think if, if it was about five years later, it'd be harder, right? Teenage life, so I think right. that, um, yeah. Awesome. So with the time we've got left, what, um, so tell us a little bit about, uh, Tim, tell us a little bit about the growth of the church there, what the future plans are. Mm -hmm. And I understand there's a new auditorium and possibly a dump truck on the prayer list. That's not one we, I've been telling the church about this. And so tell us just a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so we, um, uh, the church is eight year, will be eight years old this June. And uh, we got there uh, four years ago and uh, um, pastor was renting a house and we were having church in his living room. And uh, we'd, uh, we'd pack, uh, I don't know, about, at the most, I think 15, 15 well, actually uh, us and his family is 12 already. So about, about 20, 25, 30 people in his living room. And, uh, and, that, and um, 
and just over the last few uh, uh, um right before we moved over, actually, the church had bought um, had bought a four-acre property, which is where we're at now. And then, um, so about six months after we got there, uh, they moved um, uh, they moved the church uh, themselves in the church down to uh, the church property um, where we're at now. It's about uh, ten minutes south of where. Uh, they were and, uh, and just as we got um, you know used to the language and uh, and were able to speak a little more this um, year two years ago uh, we, when we first got there we only had one Sunday school class for kids and uh, pastor's wife would teach that uh, class and uh, but now um, after we've been there for a while uh, um, uh, I got really uh, comfortable with the language and then um, and then pastor, and we got a lot of people, a lot of more kid, uh, kids coming and uh, pastor said, I think we need to start more Sunday school classes. And so, uh, so he, um, I was doing, he gave me the adult Sunday school class and then he gave uh, my wife the kids, uh, the kids class. And so we went from one Sunday school class to four. Um, and then uh, now, right if, now, if I could interject really quick, one thing I think that's really fascinating about this, there's a lot of people, especially in the Northeast here in the U.S., that they think of missionaries, you know, that we're American, some of us are white, and we're going and, and you know, colonializing. And I was thinking about this. You're actually, a, you're an American missionary that's gone over, and you're getting your field training from a national pastor right. in the country. So you're being right. trained. That's, that, you're that's being, very different. Yeah. And, uh, there were so, no other American missionaries for us to go to. There's none, there was none there. Right. Well, it, it's, it's, it's a very common thing, especially if you go into Europe or other places where there have been missionaries for a while, where a new missionary will go work underneath um, uh, a more, you know, uh, another missionary that's been there for a while, they, uh, just until they learn the language, and then they go and start their own church. You know, but what a great a, thing to be training actually under a national pastor. Right. Knows the culture, knows right. the... So, Don't go to that meat lady, it's bad. The meat lady? Go over here. So, um, yeah. Don't go to that barber, you'll get lice. Lice at the barber. Lice at the barber. It's it's good because he knows he's he's local. Right. right? He knows the good and bad. So you're up to, so sorry, we're going to run out of time. You're up to four Sunday school classes now? Four Sunday school classes. We run about uh, 60 people on Sunday morning. Um, but as you could, as you saw in the video, there's way too many people uh, for our small little tabernacle. So we've um, we already have drawn plans uh, for a 30 feet wide by 50 feet uh, building. It'll be about twenty thousand dollars. We're praying for twenty thousand dollars. That's about the size of this room, I think. I think so. Yes. Thirty by fifty. So. Uh, and and then, how much will that building cost in American dollars? Twenty thousand total. That's everything. Wow. That's, so how much late will you contract the labor or will you no, do the uh, we'll, um, most of the, so uh, if you're a young man in, in uh, Burma, boy, young man, you, you start learning how to build things, your dad, your uncles, somebody teaches you how to build stuff. So actually, um, and a lot of people, uh, a few, one man in our church is a professional bricklayer. Wow. Uh, so, uh, and he, he only has one eye that works and it's very straight. Um, <laughs> it's really straighter than, than I could even try to do. Um, but, uh, so, uh, actually, um, we'll be building most of it ourselves and, uh, we might, um, uh, there's a couple guys in the church, they have friends who need work 
and uh, so it's actually a good uh, good opportunity right. um, to uh, uh, to give jobs to people. It's really hard for them uh, to find uh, you know good paying jobs, especially with the uh, the currency exchange has just exploded. So do you have things. any money yet for it? Um, we, uh, I don't know exactly. Well, only our tithes and offerings, mm -hmm. and I don't know exactly. I think maybe one or two thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and what in the dump truck? And then, and then we're, we need a dump truck. So uh, our church um, is in a rice field, and we we have to build up onto it, uh, and. Uh, um, so, uh, actually a couple of years ago, the church flooded out. It was like three feet high and, uh, and it, uh, I got pictures in our, in our photo album over here on the table and, uh, of the, of the flood. And it was five feet off the bottom of the rice field, uh, or four and a half feet. Um, so anyway, we have to build on the land. And, uh, if we, if we have our own dump truck, uh, we have to fill the land with dirt. So, and, but if we have our own dump truck, it, the the price is is cut in half. Uh, you wow. know, for the for the dirt. So, so, how, so twenty thousand for the building. How much is the dump truck? Been? I think it's going to be about twelve or twelve or fifteen thousand gotcha. dollars. Okay. So, and uh, actually, the Lord just gave us a bus last August. That was a beautiful bus. So, yes. How did how did that happen? Well, our, our church, so pastor said, you know, I want our church to be a praying church. So every, uh, before every service, um, the guys get together uh, and like five minutes before the service, or 10, 15 minutes before the service starts, all the guys get around in a circle and the ladies are, are normally in the church auditorium and they all have, uh, we have two separate groups and we pray. And, and so we were just praying and uh, of course we put it in a prayer letter to ask other folks to pray uh, with us and that and then um and then people uh apparently they were praying and god said i want you apparently the um, lord has buses send. and uh so the lord has buses and uh, we had a few churches uh send us uh, some money um and uh, one of our churches uh, one of our supporting churches sent us nine thousand um, dollars and uh, we ended up we were praying for fifteen thousand uh, dollars for the bus and God ended up giving us twenty thousand wow. dollars, and then uh, so we bought the bus. We actually bought a stringed piano. We used to have uh, keyboards, but the the flood ruined those <laughs> real real fast. And uh, so actually, we we were able to buy the bus, buy a string piano, and buy two laser printers, um, which you saw one on the video, um, which we can now print tracks and our own hymn books and hopefully our own Bibles wow. later on. That's yeah. awesome. Praise the Lord. So, um, but, uh, so we're, um, you know, we're, uh, our, our church is a very giving church, you know, they, um, they, they give their offerings and, and they, we, they got together as you can see. And if we have a work day, they're really, they're really good about getting involved in the, in the work of the ministry. And, that, and so they're going to do that with the, uh, with the building. I'm, I'm sad. I won't be there to help build it, but, <laughs> but, um, when do they anticipate starting? Yeah, the goal is to get it yeah, done before rainy season, which is June. During rainy season, because mm -hmm. it rains every day. Right. It's like 24, 48 hours to drive it close. Very annoying. But if we can get this, even if we could just get the shell up, the uh, the, the the foundation is actually half done, and then um, and then uh, just get brick walls up and a roof on it. 
uh, then they can start using it, mm. you know? And then the rest of it can be just done inside. And, uh, and that, it doesn't matter if it's raining or not. You can, you can still work inside. So uh, what's, um, oh yeah, go ahead. I missed something here. So the building that you're building now, this is the building that's going out in the middle of the rice pad? So, well, the, the property is a four acre rice paddy and we've actually already filled in um, 10,000 square feet. Um, plus, plus we made a, a road. And you've already laid the foundation. We've already laid the foundation. So, so how are you, if you needed to raise $20,000, how are you financing all this? Well, we're, we're, uh, we're financing it through our church's um, offerings and then also we're uh, you know, we're, we're just praying for the, <laughs> so is this as money it. comes in, you money. build some more. And this is part of the, yeah. And this is part of the, our furlough too, is to let folks know and to see, to raise um, to, to raise the money for that. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever, however the Lord, you know, leads in that, uh, you know, area. Yeah. Well, it's something so. that we've already spoken about as a church that we want to try to raise the money and trust the Lord to help provide for that building above our regular right. support or monthly support to you. So. What is the, we've got we've to wrap up, unfortunately. Um, what is, if you could give me, each of you, your number one prayer request for us right now uh, at this season, how can we be praying for you? You're fur, uh, while you're on furlough, while you're on furlough, what's your, what's your prayer request? We, just, we, landed last we landed last Tuesday here in, in New York, and we got a truck. Uh, we have a 2013 Ford Expedition that we found the next day and so our plan in and our our goal is to be able to get a trailer a travel trailer and by april uh, so we can when we travel the rest of the states that we would have one we'll be traveling through 29 states from now until october and so uh it'd be nice to have a trailer and you go back in october yes we'll go back in at the end of october so i spoke with uh brother tim earlier the plan would be to Keep the trailer for future furloughs. You right. park it at a, your dad or your brother's house, something like that, here locally, and then maybe sell the truck. And right. then, uh, so yeah, a lot so of missionaries will do that as they come back. Um, we did, on deputation, we traveled. We had actually we traveled for the first two years in a Ford Focus. We made good good gas mileage though, <laughs> but it was but it was okay because the kids were young. The girls, you know, I had pack and play. It's a little different as they get older. Yeah. And so we found a few for four to five thousand, and so just this month was truck. <laughs> Next month will be trailer, and so we have a few lined up that uh, as long as they're still available. Mm. And so I guess that would be my my number one prayer. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. My number one prayer is for Jesus not to come back until October when we when we move back. You want um, the rapture from so. Myanmar? <laughs> So. He didn't want to. I, I told him I'll go by myself. I don't <laughs> I mean, not that I needed to. You know, my family. You know, and of course when COVID hit, you know, traveling was a little. You know, and then when we were supposed to, our, our original plan was to come back in 21, and then the coup hit, and if we had left, we wouldn't have been able to go back in, and so we put it off. And so this year is like the perfect. There's talk about elections happening and that and the, and the fighting to increase possibly the end of the year. And so this year was like, okay, we're going. You know, because mm -hmm. so we can go in, we can get back. Um, so I wanted to come see family, you know. But 
And our visas, <laughs> our visas were actually renewed right before we left. So we have no problem of getting back yeah, in. Easy to go back It'd in. be very easy to get back in. But um, as, as far as like, you know, for, for me personally, for our, um, for our, our uh, furlough time here, uh, you know, my main, my, my biggest prayer request is just to be, a, be able to be a blessing and encouragement to all our supporting churches. Mm. Um, and uh, of course we want to raise the money for the building. Um, and then um, also uh, if there's any, uh, wherever we meet them, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to, um, to, to help churches uh, reach Burmese people here while, you know, while we're here. And, uh, and, that, and, and you know, those are the uh, kind of the biggest, you know, the biggest things for, yeah. for me for our furlough. And then of course we have the, the trailer uh, that we need um, and that. I don't know what the girls' uh, prayer request would, would be. Safe travels. Mm -hmm. Finding something to do. Well, a lot of time in the car, right? Yeah. Making new friends. Oh. Absolutely. No? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to get too we, uh, we had an hour, hour today and we, uh, yeah somebody got sick in the car well, it's kind of windy from new york to here so windy. we'll go with that yeah and, and and you know there right you know she could sit up front you know? oh Gotcha. But they've adjusted well to the car seat and booster, what, what do you call them, booster seat? <laughs> they've adjusted. Booster, straps. And in America, we keep them locked in until they're, you know, six feet tall. Basically. But the cars don't drive as fast through the city, so. Right. Well, um, we love you guys, your family. We're, um, I always, I want my kids to know that when missionaries come back, these are our heroes. The, these, are, these are people who have and it doesn't seem like a sacrifice the way they're describing it, but they've said that there's a greater calling, there's a greater purpose in their lives. And for any, any boy or girl in here, one of the greatest things you could possibly do with your life, greater than being a professional athlete or anything that the world looks to, one of the greatest things you could do with your life is be a missionary like the Davises. And if God would speak to your heart and call you to do that, that would be the most exciting thing, just to follow God with your heart. Whatever he has for you, you should, you should follow him fully. For our church family, um, we do have our offering plate set up near their table. Uh, after we dismiss, take a few minutes, ask any questions, look through the pictures, and any money that's received tonight will go to the Davis family, both to help them get along uh, on their journeys and anything additional to that, I'm sure will go toward the... Uh, the, the, the projects. So give a generous offering. If you came, you're like, oh, I, I, I forgot my checkbook or I didn't bring it with me. Just write it down um, on, a, on a piece of paper, on an offering envelope and bring it Sunday. We'll, we'll trust you for it. You can mark that on that envelope. Uh, if you're watching online, you can give online as well. And uh, we'll make sure the Davises get that. Yes. That envelope. Fill that envelope out. Put the amount on it, even if there's no money in there, just write the amount on it as an IOU, put it in the offering plate, and we will write the check, we'll cover you.
till Sunday. So, um, that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But get no, um, as the Lord leaves, give generously. And um, we're going to sp just spend the last couple minutes in prayer for you guys. And I'm going to ask Pastor Eric to come and lead us in prayer. And uh, we're just excited for what God is doing through you all. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for, well, number one, just to be here tonight and to gather and to, to listen to this testimony of the Davis family. We're thankful, Lord, for these four years that you've allowed them to serve you and uh, the people in Myanmar. Thank you, Lord, for the souls that have been saved, the lives that have been changed, the work that's going on there, the churches that are being established. We pray, Lord, as they travel throughout uh, the United States, that you'd bless their travels, give them safety, uh, bring them from church to church and help them to be used of you to share the burden that you have laid upon their heart with the churches that they visit here. We pray, Lord, for the monies that are being raised, for the church building that's being built right now, and uh, for the a vehicle, the dump truck, that, that would be helpful. We pray, Lord, that those monies could be raised. We know, Lord, it's just a small thing with you. Mm. Uh, so burden hearts. Touch people in a way that only, Lord, you can. And, Lord, we look forward to, uh, at the end of this furlough, hearing back from them and seeing how you worked during these uh, several months that they'll be here in the States. And uh, be with the folks back there uh, in Myanmar, watch over them and, and meet their every need. And uh, thank you again for the privilege, Lord, that you give us as a church to have a small part in the ministry that you have called them to. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are so glad that you've taken the time to join us today. If you've been blessed by the message, or if you have placed your faith in Jesus today, we want to hear from you. Maybe you still have questions about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Please let us know, and we would love to answer those questions from the Bible. We would also be happy to provide you with the Bible and other free Christian resources to help you grow in your faith. You can email us at info at mountgraylockbaptist.com or send us a message on Facebook. You could also call us at 413-662-2107. We would love to hear from you in our desire is to be a blessing to you in any way that we can. God bless.